trip, but hey, it could be worse. Say it again for them in the back so they know for sure it could be worse. Life is hard, I thank God, it could be worse. Life is hard, I thank God, it could be worse. Way, 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 worse. Glory to God. This is the new year, and we just thank God for this opportunity we have this year to just bring in the uh, the, the new year with the, the way to the crown. That's what this word is all about, the way to the crown. Uh, we, we're going to continue our series that we've been in. We've already talked about how trials have, have, uh, have come into our lives, and sometimes we are distracted, and sometimes we are uh, confused by those things, and why these things are happening to us, why these things are happening to me, and not knowing that God may just be trying to get your attention. So we're going to get right into the word. This is uh, the way to the crown, part three. We're going to go right into Matthew. If you guys do uh, grab your Bibles, and we're going to go to the book of Matthew and we're going to focus on something we've been talking about, about the narrow and wide way. And I want to just want you guys to just key in to that. It's Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, right there. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. This is the way to the crown. Get your hearts and minds ready to receive God's word. God has a word for you today. Okay, so it says there, enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. Now I'm going to keep reading. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life and few find it. Now we're talking about this again because sometimes we, we get confused what God is really trying to say. Well, you know, um, it sounds specific. But that's what God's trying to get you to see. It is a specific way he wants you to go. So if he's saying enter through the narrow gate, that narrow way is uh, considerably uh, um, um, specific. It can be high. According to the Western, Western Dictionary, it could be high. It could be uh, a longer uh, a longer route to go, right? Um, it may be small and width, meaning because it's not as wide, it's, it's, it's specific, a certain route that he wants you to go. And so it goes into, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction. Why would God put the gate is wide? There's a reason. Because he's not talking about going anything uh, outside of his will. And sometimes we're going outside of his will. That's why it's wide. You have to go through the narrow gate in order to be in God's will. And so we find ourselves following the wrong ways, right? Um, so to be wide, you're missing the mark. You could be missing the mark because you're going wide. Now, your, your, your way of doing things may not be the way God wants you to do it. And the way your friends may want you to do it may be the way to the wide, but specifically not what the way to the narrow if you're focusing on the things of God. And so we can get confused. We get confused because we want to do things our way and doing it our way seems right. It feels right. And so um, but it could be the wrong way. So there's a reason why he said enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide. 
and the road is broad that leads to destruction. So let's think of it this way. When we were young, you know, and especially when back in my day, I remember my mom and dad told me, hey, you have to walk to school, right? But there was specific route that she wanted or my mom or my dad wanted me to go on. That route was specific. Why? Because she could find me at any time in that narrow way. Now, it was specific because it was the route. It was the safest route. It was the safest way to go. And so what happens is if I go outside of that, anything could happen. You know, I could be I could I can come to adversity. I can come into going uh, um, maybe a dog. Maybe there's a people in the wrong people in, in the wrong in the wrong path because I, I ventured out of the way that my parents had expected me to go. And this is what God is trying to tell you. He's like, look, I have a way for you. If you venture outside of that, I cannot help you. You, you, you may you may be in a position where you're lost. You may be in a position where you need help. You may be in a position where, where you fall down. And this is why he's keeping us in the narrow way. And it's because when we go outside of that, it's outside of his will, right? And so the world teaches us to be liberal. You know, it teaches us to be use your liber, liberality, I would say. Be liberal in what you're doing. So that you have your freedom to be yourself. But sometimes being yourself is outside the will of God. So we have to submit ourselves to his will, stay in his will in order to stay in the narrow way. And this is how we get confused. Right. Why? Because we want to do it our way. We want to do it the way the world wants us to do it. And we can't see any other way. We can't see any other way because this is what we can see in front of us. But to, in order to follow the ways of God, you have to use faith. It's faith that moves God. It's faith how we can, we can get to our blessings. And so that's specific. There's a certain way of doing things. And so this is why he's talking about the narrow way. I want you guys to go back to the book of James. We're going to highlight that for a second. Now, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. So even though the title is saying the way to the crown, right? This is the way to crown. I want you to use a subtitle here, and it says, I'm not under God's authority, I'm under myself. That is the that is the subtitle for this series three. I'm not under God's authority, I'm under myself. And I think I think that's what we want. I think it, we, we don't actually say that as believers. No, I'm not under God's authority. Uh, you know, um, no, I'm doing it the way I want to do it. We just kind of you know, uh, inadvertently walk in that way. We, 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 we walk in lukewarmness so that we can do what we want to do, but yet still have the things of God. And so this is not what God's looking for. So look at James chapter one, looking at um, um, verse 13. And it says in James chapter one, no one undergoing a trial should say I'm being tempted by God. Since God is not tempted by evil and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. Right. So we go astray based on what we do. It's not about what God is telling us to do. We're doing what we want to do. Right. And it keeps on reading. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desires. Right. Then after your desire, it says, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. So 
Yeah, our desires push us in the wrong way. So you got to start thinking about, well, what do I, what am I desiring in life? You know, it does my desires fall into the will of God? Does my desires please God? And if they don't please God, then that's how we get sidetracked. This is how we get go the wrong way. We go in uh, the, 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 the amiss way where you'll miss the route that God has called for your life and you go amiss that. Right. That's the wide way. And so so where's my passions? Where's my desires? You know, is it is it to be, you know, fulfilled in sex? Is it be, to be fulfilled in drugs? Is, is it be, to, be, uh, to be fulfilled in uh, um, pleasure? Um, self-gratification, you know, does those self-gratifications, does those pleasures, does your sex fall into the will of God? And this is how we get distracted and we get confounded. We get confused. And then we look up as believers say, how did I get so far away from God? This is why we have this word today. It is the way to the crown. It, look, look, in order to get to the way, get to the crown, which is your crown of life. The only way you're going to do that is submit yourself under God's authority. That's the only way you're going to do that. That's why the subtitle says I'm not under God's authority. I'm under myself. I want you to look at that because I believe this is the way of the world. They want us to be under ourselves. We, we, we want it. They want to give power to self uh, for, through feminist movement to uh, machismo movements through all types of movements. This is what the world wants us to be. Why? Just to be, you know, um, um, a person in society of, who has influence is, is praised in this world. Right. Oh, this person is so well at singing. This person is so well at rapping. This person is so well at, at, at acting. This person is so well at, 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 at the way she dressed and the way she looks. And the world esteems these selfish desires, these, these, these selfish uh, 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 benefits that has no benefit for the kingdom, has no benefit for life thereafter death. Right. So our life is but a minute. Our life is but a minute. So for us to even get to the crown, it's beyond this life. So what are you seeking? Just just a moment in time? What we get? Some people get 50 years. I've seen people get 40 years. You know, if we bless, we get 70 years. If we if we're more fortunate than that, you're lucky you get past 100. I mean, this life is but a moment, right? But then after that, it's forever. So what have you done? What have you invested in in your life? To get to your crown. It's about after you live. After you have completed the work. What does that look like? Did you receive a crown of life? Or did you receive a crown of death and damnation? Now, some people are going to disagree with me. Because you know what? They don't like how I teach. Because I'm teaching from a truth's sake. But the word does not lie. It, 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 it does not it does not change for a man. It does not change for a woman. It does not change for your color. It does not change for your gender. Right. It does not change for. no. It, it is exact. The Bible tells me that the, the Bible tells me that God has no respecter of person. If he respects you, then he will give you rights. But he expects everyone to fall under his authority. And it's because we're going our way is how we get distracted. So 
This message is for those who want to be believers, those who want to actually get to the crown, because you're going to have to lay aside some weight. You're going to have to actually, you know, fall under God's authority to get to the level that you're trying to get to, which is the crown. So let's move on. Let's move on. All right. I'm going to tell you about a story. And this story, this story comes from 2 Samuel. I want you to turn to the book of 2 Samuel. It's a true story. Right? We're going to talk about King David a little bit. King David, King David was a man of God. He's the one who knows, basically knows God's word have a full understanding of God's word. As a matter of fact, wrote the scriptures, the book of Psalms, him and others. But most of it was written by King David. And so here's a person who knows God's ways and ventured off from the truth. In the book of Samuel, verse chapter 12, in chapter 12, and we're going to be reading at verse 1, it talks where talks about how David sinned. And we're going to read there. It says, so the Lord sent Nathan to David. Nathan was the prophet, you guys. He was a prophet, man of God. David knew Nathan. He was familiar who, with Nathan and, and that he was a man of God. So he respected him. And a lot of times I think in, in the Bible, that's I mean, not in the Bible, but in church, this is what we do. We respect other people of God. We, we're willing to hear them out because, you know, we have we have uh, uh, we have uh, camaraderie. We we have friendships. And we want to be looked as being good or, you know, like like we're perfect in, in, in the sight of, you know, men of God and women of God. Well, this is how this is how David was approaching Nathan. I want you to listen to the story. He says, so the Lord sent Nathan to David. And when he arrived, he said to him, there were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large flocks and herds but the poor man had nothing except one small ewe lamb that he had bought he raised her and she grew up with him and his children from his meager food she would eat and from his cup she would drink and in his arms she would sleep she was like a daughter to him. Now, I want you to catch the story. This man had a lamb who was like a pet, like a family dog, right? And she ate from him. She drank from him. He loved on her. And this is the, this is the poor man. The Bible says she was like a daughter to him. Let's keep on reading. Now, a traveler came to, to the rich man, but the rich man could not bring himself to take one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the guest. Now, look how, look how David, King David responds. David was infuriated with the man and said to Nathan, the prophet, as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die because he had done this thing and showed no pity he must pay for the lamb and for for the lambs and for that lamb nathan replied to david you 
are the man. <laughs> Listen to that. You are the man, David. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and I rescued you from Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. And I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that was not enough, I would have given you even more. I'm going to stop right there. See, a lot of times as believers, God has already proven himself to us. We know the kind of God he is. We know what he has done for us. And we've seen miracles after miracles and blessings after blessings. And this is where David was. He knew the kind of God he served. And he knew that he was blessed because of God. So let's keep on reading. It says here, why then have you despised the Lord's command by doing what I consider evil? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife as your own wife. You murdered him with the Ammonite sword. Now, therefore, the sword, the sword will never leave your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own wife. This is basically the same story. David was, was the rich man. Uriah was the poor man and David took his only wife. The only thing he loved, he took that from him. He set Uriah up to be killed by Ammonites and he put him in the fire. He put him in the, 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 the heatest part of the battle and he killed Uriah by setting him up. He did an evil thing. But the Bible says, the Bible tells me this was evil before the Lord. And that he didn't consider the commandments, thou should not kill, thou should not steal, right? He didn't, he didn't consider the commandments that was before him. And he didn't honor God with his life. See, God wants us to honor him with our lives and what we do. And so even things that seems like I can't, I, you know, God would never know or, or I wouldn't say God would never know. People will never know what I did. But God knows what you do. And so we got to be careful that even the small things, the idiosyncrasies, if they are evil or they could be considered evil before the Lord, we should let them go. We should turn away because there is a narrow way that God wants us to walk in to the way of life, to the way of truth. There's a narrow way. It is not wide. It's not our way. It's not the way we want to do things. And even the man of God fell short of God's word, of God's commandment. So who are we? Who are we as a woman? Who are we as a man? Who are we as a deacon? Who is we as a, as a preacher, as a, as, a, as a pastor, as a bishop? Who are we? We're just mere men, but we become who God has created us to be when we fall under his authority. And that's what this is all about. If you read the story Further on, you will find out that David's whole household paid for his mistake for years to come. To his children, the Bible tells me the sword never left David's house, even though David repented of his sin. So sometimes we go the wrong way, but when God knows we know better, 
when he knows that you could have did better, there's punishment for it. There is, there is repayment for it. Sin has a repayment. And we have to consider our way. We need to run to the truth. Stay in the narrow path. There's no escape from that. Once you have actually accept, accepted Christ into your life, there is no escape from that. You know who you serve. And no other, no other should you be serving. And if so, then you are a mockery to God. You are a mockery to the faith. You are a mockery to yourself if you say you believe, if you call yourself a believer. And this is what we need to be doing. We need to be running to truth. Running to truth is the narrow way. Running to truth is the way of God. So let's read on a little bit more. Let's go to, book, to the book of Matthew again. We're almost done. We're not going to be before you long. But I want you to understand how God sees it. The house of refuge is all about the truth. Lining you up so that you can get your crown. Now, in Matthew chapter 7, if you return to the book of chapter 7, reading about verse 15, and I want you to put on over this, over this little section, another subtitle. It is Precious Obedience and Humbleness. Precious Obedience and Humbleness. Okay, not everyone, reading in verse 15, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. I'm going to stop right there. See, there's many churches out there who is preaching. I'm sorry, verse 21. I'm sorry, we're reading at verse 21, not 15. Verse 21. Chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Now, what I was saying was there's many churches out there is preaching a, 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 a faith based on grace. And I do believe grace, but this is Jesus speaking here. Uh, this is Jesus talking. And he's talking, he's talking specifically to his disciples. He's telling them, this is the way that, that, that everyone who, who screams, Lord, Lord, who says that I've been following you is going to enter heaven. But it's only those who, who does the will of his father in heaven. Because even Jesus Christ had to submit unto his father. And, this, and being submitting is being obedient. Being submitting is humbling yourself. Let's read on. It says, on that day... Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, who's he talking about? To Jesus, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Drive out demons in your name and do many miracles in your name. Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Look at this. Jesus, Jesus is talking specifically to the believer. So there's accountability to this role. Just because we prophesy in God's name, just because we can drive out demons in God's name and we can perform miracles because the, the gifts of God are free. God has no, no, no uh, 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 specifics to how he's going to give out the gifts. They just come freely to those who believe and those who's ready to receive them. So many of us 
are diverse in gifts in the Bible, are diverse in the church in gifts. And, you know, we are arms and we are legs and we are the body of Christ. And so they all fit together to work good things for God's pleasure. But he's the head. He's the head of the church. And what the head has told us right here is that many will call me in his name. But guess what? He's going to say, depart from me, you lawbreakers. What? I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Why? Because we practice the things which God would not. We practice the things that doesn't please God. We practice the things of this world. We practice the things that, that, that pushes us into our own desires and our own desires and our own passions don't line up into the things of God. So the, though, though you're able to look good in the, on, on a church pew and come to church every day on, the, on, on Sunday and, you know, you know, you could speak a good word and, you, you know, you're known among the saints and you're known among the people. Yet your ways and the things you do when no one is looking do not please God. And there is a punishment for that. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And if we want the gift of God, the, a crown of life, we're going to have to submit ourselves. We're going to have to be obedient. We have to humble ourselves under God's authority. You're not under your own authority, man of God. You're not under your own authority, woman of God. How dare you say you're a woman of God and a man of God and you won't submit yourselves to God? That's what the way of the crown is. You don't hear me screaming and hollering. You don't hear me preaching the story. I'm here to tell you the truth. If you saw me right now at my kitchen table, I'm sitting right in my home. And guess what? God's word doesn't change from the kitchen table. From here or to the pulpit, his word is the same. And from one jot or one, one tittle of his word changes, all heaven and earth will pass away according to the book of Revelations 21. It's not going to change. This is his word. So I'm not sure what we have been bamboozled. I'm not sure what this world is teaching. I'm not sure what these churches is teaching that you're going to make it in and we're going to, you know, no, no, no. Only those who do the work of God. Only those do the will of God are going to make it in according to Jesus. So what is his will? Does his will align with your will? And do your will align with his will? It's right here in Matthew, in the book of Matthew, right there beginning between 21 and 23. You can meditate, that, meditate on this word on your own time. Let's go one more because I'm here to tell you the truth. That's what the House of Refuge is all about. Let's go to the book of James. Book of James, one more time. Reading at verse 21. Let's go right back to James. Chapter 1, verse 21. All right, it reads, Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth. Mm -hmm. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth. What is, he, what is, what, what is Paul trying to say here? Or uh, James trying to say here? He's trying to say, 
get rid of, remove, push away, lay aside anything of moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. Humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. See, see, our mind, right? Morally, we think we're morally correct to do what we want to do because I'm a man, because I'm a woman. Nobody can tell me what to do. I can do whatever I want to do, but that's not what the scriptures is telling us. See, in order for us to do that, we have to humble ourselves. It don't take another man to humble you. It don't take your grandmother to humble you. You know, my grandmother would speak to me. You know, I would listen to her. If, you know, my grandfather was still alive, I would listen to him because he was a man of God. She was a woman of God. Well, this is the man of God. This is the word of God speaking here. And, and, and the day you hear God's voice, what he's saying here is harden not your heart. Humble yourself. And receive the implanted word of God, which is able to save your soul. It keep, let's keep on reading. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And I think that's what's happening is that because we so we, we, we want to um, uh, look so good. Right. Right. We want to look so good. Because we hear, we, we know how to hear the word. We, we go to church and we, we go to hear the word, but yet we don't apply the word to our lives. We actually do not, you know, submit ourselves under the word. So then we deceive ourselves. We actually walk in lukewarmness in our mind. So it's very easy for our way to be lukewarm. This is not what God is talking about. He's talking to you. Be a doer. Be a doer of God's word. Let's keep on reading. It says, because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, <clears throat> he is like someone looking at his own face in the mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. Have you done that? Have you went to the bathroom and decided, you know what, I'm going to wash my face? Right? I'm cleaning myself. And then you left, came back to the bathroom and you say, you know what? I need to see. Did I have a pimple? Did I? Did I oh, I think I have some pimples here. Because you, you, you forgot who you were. And every time we practice this spirit of lukewarmness, every every time we practice uh, 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 deceiving ourselves by not being a doer of the word, but being a hearer of the word, we forget our way. We forget the narrow way. We forget. We, we walk in um, the, the, the wideness of this world. We walk in the way that God called us not to do. Now, I'm not trying to be deep. I'm trying to be specific so that there, there is no misunderstanding of what God is trying to tell you. But the one who looks, let's keep reading. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom, which is the word of God, and and perseveres in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. See, I think that's what it is. No one wants to work anymore. No one wants to persevere. When we started this series, we talk about 
It was talking about enduring. Well, that's what perseverance is. To endure. Meaning that there's going to become a sacrifice. There's going to be, a, 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 you know, there, there, there is a sacrifice for the work that you're pursuing, for the crown that you're pursuing. It may not be, you know, acceptable to the world. It may not be acceptable to your family. It may not be acceptable to your friends because, you know what, they don't want to walk in that narrow way. They feel comfortable where they are. But if you persevere, the Bible says you shall reap a crown of life. You shall be blessed in everything you do. And you wonder why you're not blessed. You wonder why you're not seeing God's will being fulfilled in your life. You wonder why you're not accomplishing the things that pleases God because you, we're deceiving ourselves. So let's pray because there's many of us have failed. Even I myself have failed susceptible to being lukewarm. To being confounded based on what the world has showed me. And because it seemed easy, it seemed right. Why? Because they were doing it. They were making money. They were the ones doing it. They, you know, they, they had it. You know, they had a nice house. They had a nice car. I don't see them serving God. I don't see them. That's not what God has planned for your life. And you know that. And as a believer, you have to submit yourselves to God in order to see the blessings of God. So let's get our blessings. Let's get our crown. That's it, people of God. This is the way to the crown. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come before you. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for everyone who has listened and partake of this word, the way of the crown. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to remove every stumbling block out of their life. I'm asking you to heal, God. Send your word and heal the man of God and the woman of God of all their sicknesses and all of their diseases of their mind, soul, body, and spirit. And free them today. Liberate them today in your word. God, send a spirit of repentance and submittance to your word, Lord. We ask you these things and we thank you for the victory now. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. This is the House of Refuge, guys. We love you. God bless you. We out. It could be worse. Life is hard. It could be worse. Life is hard. I thank God it could be worse. Way, 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 way.